What's up, everyone? Welcome to Making Me. I'm your host, Christine, and I'm so glad you could join me today. It's been a minute, hasn't it? I missed podcasting a lot during this past trip. Um, it's it, it really is like this outlet for me to process what's going on in my life currently and get a sense of self and not having that fucking sucked. (laughs) I didn't even have time to like video or audio journal like I wanted to. I just didn't have the time. I didn't have the time. I didn't have the privacy. I just didn't have any of those things. And so it was really hard for me. It was really, really hard for me. But with all that being said, I had an amazing, amazing trip. So amazing, I wanted to tell you about it in depth. I, as many of you know now that I've made it so apparent, was going through a quarter-life crisis. I was so overwhelmed with everyone doing everything and seeing everything on social media and feeling like I didn't know what path I wanted to take career-wise relationship-wise, just within myself, I didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted. And when talking to my sister about this, she really just said, I think you should leave the country. So I went back. And I used the same um, group that she did, which is called Kentucky. Highly recommend for anyone between the ages of 18 and 35. It was phenomenal as someone who loves a plan but felt very overwhelmed with the thought of planning a whole month-long trip to Europe. Makes it very easy and worked out with my schedule and was definitely the thing that I needed in my life. I feel like I went through so many ups and downs during that trip that now that I've been back home for about a week, week and a half now, I can already see the changes that it's made within myself where I feel more sure about some parts of the career aspect. I feel more sure within myself when it comes to dating. There are moments where I still feel very insecure. And I think that's just going to take time, obviously. But I can see a change within my mindset happening. And the way that I go about my day-to-day life. And I'm very, very happy and pleased with it. I went on their tour called European Escapades and basically traveled Europe for 23 days with 50 strangers from all over, mostly from Australia, some from New Zealand, some from Canada, some from the US. And it was chaotic in the best way, but chaotic. It was tiring. Didn't get much sleep. Tried to fit as many things in as possible. 
when you only have a day-ish to really explore a city, you, you try to do your best and of course you want to go out and enjoy your time as a person in your mid-twenties and you know, time catches up with you a couple of times. So with all that being said, I'm going to go into detail about the places that I went to, what were my favorite parts, things that I was feeling, and I hope y'all are excited to hear about the ride. So let's get started. So we started bright and early at for me, 4.30 in the morning to get ready and be ready by 5.30 in the morning when we all had to meet at this coffee shop. Exhausting. I'm not a morning person at all, so I was like, okay, I really need to be awake in order to connect with people because I'm about to meet so many new strangers that I'm going to be with for three weeks. I have to put a good face forward. I have to make a good impression this was important to me. So I meet a couple of girls at the beginning and conversation is going very well. We get on the coach, we're driving, we see the the sights of London um, with Big Ben and the London Eye, just those basic ones while we're driving. We don't really stop and explore London because that's just kind of, we started the trip there. It's kind of implied that you would do that either or before or after the trip. We go to Dover to catch a ferry over to France and the Dover cliffs are beautiful. And our tour manager hits us with his first joke of the day and the trip. Mind you, it's still pretty early for a lot of us. A lot of us weren't morning people. And he tells us, do you know why the cliffs stay so white? Well, they paint them every year. And we were so trusting <laughs> that we were like, there would be no way that he would just lie to us right there. Like, he barely knows us, right? No, wrong. Um, he was totally playing a joke because we were like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, no. Y'all are idiots. Like, <laughs> we're just a bunch of idiots. So that kind of gave a good impression on the vibes of the trip and how it was going to go. And it was a good feeling because I love a good bit of banter and giving people shit. And knowing that our tour manager was the same, I was like, okay, I at least have like one person that I can talk shit to and have a good time. So the drive to Paris after the ferry was quite long. We didn't get to Paris until the evening and they rushed us to the Eiffel Tower. They have a requirement, a time requirement on how long the coach driver can drive in the day. And by the time that he had co parked the coach after dropping us off at the Eiffel Tower, he had two minutes left before he would have reached his limit for the day. Crazy, crazy things. But we got to see the Eiffel Tower the first night. And that was insane. Like, just bucket list item. You get to see it sparkle at night. It's so beautiful. And getting to 
kind of connect with the people on the first night and taking photos of each other and just seeing how everyone was so happy to be there and so like awestruck um it was just a super cool feeling it was super super cool and we all went to a pub afterwards got to know each other a little bit more and it was a good day it was a really really good day in the morning we went to a perfumery and we got to learn about like how perfumes are made the history of them like we got to see one of Marie Antoinette's old perfumes crazy random but crazy and I very much enjoyed it got to see things from so many different centuries like different perfume bottles and the mixes and just kind of the science behind it and it is seriously incredible it was so cool um my friends and I, we were able to just explore the city the rest of the day. So we went and, well, we first went to Starbucks, which was probably the fanciest Starbucks I have ever stepped foot in. It must have been like an old ballroom. The vibes I was getting from it, I was, I felt very underdressed and very out of place and... It was extravagant. It was extravagant as hell and very good hot chocolate, I will say. It was a cold day, so we needed to warm up a little bit before going on our little adventures outside. We went to the Louvre, um, took some pictures there, crossed the river, saw a few cathedrals, and had the best crepes. We then went to the gardens behind the Louvre. And there's some funny looking sculptures back there. So, of course, I imitated some of the poses with a couple of girls. And that was fun. That was really, really fun. I really enjoyed myself doing that. We went back to the hostel, got ready for dinner and the Moulin Rouge. Um, Dinner was amazing. It was just like this classic Parisian dinner. Again, got closer to everyone there. We started playing the game Buffalo. If you don't know what the game Buffalo is, it's basically if you're drinking out of your dominant hand and someone calls Buffalo, you got to down that shit. Whatever it is, you got to finish that. And if it's with your non-dominant hand and someone calls Buffalo, then they have to down their drink. It's a very, very fun game. It's a very easy game to get drunk. And so we were down. We, We played that the entire trip and it started on that night we then went to the moulin rouge all tipsy off of our asses off of wine and it was phenomenal i remember talking to the tour manager afterwards and just saying i was so in awe i could feel my jaw on the floor i could feel my mouth being agape and just being in awe and wonder of what I was seeing and what I was experiencing, I kept repeating to him and to some of the other girls, like, I just can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm experiencing this. Like, this is surreal to me. And when we went to the pub later that night, had the good vibes going still, it just was a really, really fun time. It was a really good night. And I felt so lucky to be there we traveled the next morning stopped at Fountain Blue 
Um, it's really, really pretty palace right there. Um, on our way to the Contihi Chateau. They have their own chateau in the French wine region of Thieves. And it is, again, stunning. We got to do some yoga out on the front patio. We had a themed party, which I'm not going to say the theme just in case anyone decides like here's this and decides to go on the same trip I'm not gonna spoil the theme but it was a really really fun time and had a really nice picnic wine tasting all of that it was really nice it was a really really nice time to sit down kind of be in a bit more of a relaxed state and get to know the other people in the group on a deeper level from the chateau, we went to Barcelona and our tour manager showed us a bit of places in the Gothic quarters and we took like this really cute group photo. It was really, really cute and he just did a great job explaining the history in all of the places, but like this one stood out to me because he did like a whole dramatic performance and, um, but the whole trip he was it was amazing to have someone who knew so much about so many different places. So many times I just caught myself being like, I don't know how you keep this all in your brain, but this is amazing. And I'm so glad that you are a tour manager. He showed us some really, really cool places. And then we all went out for drinks at the end of the night. Got pretty wasted. Um... The great thing about Barcelona that I found is that I could walk home at 2, 2.30 in the morning with just a couple of friends and feel completely safe. I felt so safe on those streets where I could, I, I'm going to tell you straight up, I cannot do that here at home. I cannot. I would be so worried that something was going to happen. So the fact that I felt so confident going, walking home intoxicated with some Burger King in my hand, I don't know. It was a standout moment to me. We then went to Park Yell in the morning, um, which was stunning. And I got to see all the different parts of it that the Cheetah Girls did their little dances on in that one song, um, Strut Like You Mean It. Free your mind, it's not enough to mean it. Come on, come on, get up. You know what I'm talking about? It's so good. And I really lived out my Cheetah Girls. It, it, it just, it hit home. <laughs> I, was, I was such a big Cheetah Girls fan when I was little. So to be there and to see the different spots were sick. And then my friend Cam loved them to death, okay? But then they made me walk up a hill. And anyone who knows me knows that if you make me walk longer than I think we're walking for, I start to get a little cranky, especially if it's all uphill and I have to like climb rocks and stuff. I was in a skirt, like a long skirt, okay? I was not prepared for any hiking. And at the end, 
when we were at the top, it was stunning views. Like you could just see a surround view of Barcelona and the neighboring suburbs. And it, it was a beautiful view. But I could not tell Cam that <laughs> because I needed them to understand that I was still mad at them <laughs> for making me do the walking. We then went raced to the Sagradia Familia because we had a tour and we got there just on time. And at this point, I, I know my body pretty well. So I knew I was tired and I knew I was hungry and I knew that I would not be a pleasant person to be around. So I removed myself from the group. I said, I hope you enjoy. I also didn't bring headphones, so I didn't need to do the walking tour, you know, with them. I would be missing out on and all the talking. So I just walked around the place myself and took some beautiful, beautiful photos inside. Learned that my camera was better for outside photos, not inside. That's totally fine. And I went to this amazing taqueria and went back to my hostel and slept until I had to get ready for dinner. It was easy. Dinner was tapas and flamenco dancing. And let me tell you, this flamenco dancing was incredible. Passion fire (laughs) anyone who was on the trip will know what I'm referencing but it was beautiful the it was so funny to see the girls reactions to the one male flamenco dancer they were all in awe and I just had like a straightforward view of them watching him I mean it was a little it was a little loud and scary to me (laughs) when he did it so I didn't have that same feeling But looking at their reactions was amazing. At this point of the day, I was a little cranky. We did go to a bar in town after um, the flamenco dancing. But I just ended up going home after one drink. I was pretty tired. And again, I don't like to be in a space when I know that I'm not in the best headspace. Like, I'll try. But if trying doesn't work, I don't want to ruin other people's experiences so I just take myself out of the equation and so that's what I did we did a quick stop in Arles for lunch it was a really really cute French town had a big amphitheater really old city and felt very immersed in the French culture we continued on to Nice Nice was stunning. We had a really good dinner and we all met up at this bar called Wayne's to dance on tables, which dancing on tables in the French Riviera, like could your life be more of a movie than that? I don't think so. Someone tell me I'm wrong. I'm I will fight you, but um No, it was incredible. It was so, so much fun. The next day, I had pretty much a free day because I didn't do the activity, the biking activity that everyone else did. So I just like traveled around and saw a couple of the sites with a couple of girls and did some shopping and got to see, I just got to see like the coast and 
just talk to the people again that were working at like the random gelato shops on the side of the street and it was just fun it was a fun fun time again I valued my alone time but I also had some time with the people that I was with and I felt like I had a good balance of that that night we went to Monaco and this was probably my favorite night we went to the Monte Carlo and so we all got dressed up really nicely and went to the Monte Carlo and it was such a standout night for me it's very easy for people to see a group of 20 year olds basically and see us all see us all rushing in and just be like okay these are children basically that are not going to have any money for us to use or just they're not going to have any money for us they're not going to spend anything so might as well treat them like shit right this is the monte carlo there are lamborghinis lined up everywhere like that is a poor person's car out there you know and so i wasn't expecting any sort of respect But the way they treated me in there, it threw me for a loop in in the best way. I felt like I strangely belonged there. And like, trust me, like I, like I I have respect for myself, (laughs) but not like that level. Like I, at the end of the day, I see myself as Chris, like just Chris, nothing extravagant, nothing over the top just Chris I don't have anything fancy and I I'm fine with that you know I know that my life is a journey and I'll I'll reach that point someday but I'm not there and and that's okay but I felt stunning in the dress that I was wearing I felt like I had a confidence about me that gained a lot of respect and that in turn made me feel more confident it was a crazy wild thing at the end of the day what I'm trying to say is that I had the best time and the casino is beautiful the people were lovely and I felt like royalty I really did I felt like the shit I felt like the shit I was like, where's my sugar daddy? Or where's my car? You know, like, like I'm my own sugar daddy. Where, let me, let me buy this and this and this. Like, that's how I was feeling. I didn't do that, but that's how I was feeling. (laughs) I felt very confident and nice. And that will definitely be one of the highlights of the trip for me. We then left Nice, went to uh, Pisa, did like a quick pit stop saw the tower I was a little bit mad at myself once we were leaving because I was like oh I should have done like one of those quirky photos where you're like holding it up or everything but I just I don't know if I felt stupid doing it in the beginning like if it was a pride thing or if I felt a lot of pressure to like do a really unique one that I just didn't even want to attempt anything I don't know what was going on in my head Um, But I really regret not taking, like, a super, super funny photo 
I was part of someone else's, but I don't know. It's just like, wasn't the same. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Wasn't the same. It was a beautiful place. And happy I got to see it. Happy I got to see kind of like, I don't know. It was really trippy in person. It was really trippy. We then went to Florence, and in Florence, we had the most amazing dinner. I'm talking like five, six courses, right? Appetizer, two types of pasta, a meat, a dessert. We got lemoncello shots because it was one of the girls' birthdays. We had wine for days. It was fantastic. And we ended the night at the karaoke bar. Fun fun times I you know started to feel a little bit of insecurity that night probably because of the drinking but all in all it was a good time in Florence we got to have a leather demonstration and do a tour of one of their leather factories and and all that kind of stuff so that was really cool I got this really cute leather purse and the most gorgeous color so excited we did a tour, a guided tour of Florence. Um, it's just stunning. All of the art that's around there, it's just it's just booming. It's just booming. It was really windy. It was a really windy city. <laughs> as soon as the tour was done and we had lunch and we walked around just a little bit more, I was pretty much ready to go back into the hostel because I was getting cold which is incredible when you hear the other places that I went to. We then the next night, or we then that night made pizzas and went back to the karaoke place for a little bit of time, but then called it an early night because we had a long day ahead of us. The next day we got to Rome. We did a super fast tour walking around, just seeing all of the really cool sights, just incredible And this is probably when my confidence was at its lowest. I don't like talking about it because it seems very superficial of me. But I also want to be honest. Because maybe other people can relate and maybe they feel stupid. And, you know, it's a completely normal human reaction, right? We were taking photos by the Trevi Fountain. Fountain, And, um you know, iconic place. I feel like everyone that goes to Rome takes a photo or a video in front of this place. So everyone's getting their photos, everyone's getting their videos. And I finally get someone to to take my photos and someone interrupts the video that I have and I'm a little bummed by it, but I was like, it's all right, like I got photos. When I looked at the photos initially, I felt like shit. I felt so disgusted by what I was seeing. And instead of being like, oh, the lighting was bad, you know, I'm also, you know, I'm not having a professional photographer take it there's a lot of people here all this stuff I didn't get that perfect photo and instead of thinking like blaming outside things I blamed myself and I was like why am I this way why am I so ugly 
why can't I just have like a nice photo in these nice places that I can show people and be proud of. When I look at the photos now, which I am, I can't believe I thought that. (laughs) I see someone that was so happy and so excited to be in this new city. And it really, really saddens me to think that that dampened my mood for a good amount of the time. We were at the Pantheon and I was just texting my sister and my best friend that I just like couldn't, I wish I had traveled at at a different time, that I wasn't feeling confident, that I was feeling very self-conscious, that I feel like I would have been enjoying myself if I went at a time where I felt better about myself and more sure about myself and maybe traveling wasn't the right thing to do. My best friend said something that really impacted me and stuck with me throughout the rest of the trip and I think really helped me get over this hump then and any possible humps that I was facing later on was that Traveling, yes, it's about seeing things and experiencing things and experiencing new cultures and enjoying yourself. But it's also about feeling things. And some of those feelings aren't going to be nice. It's confronting yourself head on when you are the only thing you know. It's hard not to be confronted with the person that you are. That's not a good nor bad thing. It's just something to be embraced. It was a great chance for me to confront those feelings head on and be like, okay, why am I thinking this way? What can I do to get myself to think of this in a more positive way? And my sister summed it up beautifully that even the ugliest photos can capture the most beautiful moments. And so I just, you know, I kept on with those two things in mind and I think it really helped we went to the ruins we went to the Colosseum, and oh my god just like seeing the ruins like yeah you hear like Rome wasn't built in a day all the time all of the time but like when you really see the city and you see the ruins and you see the Colosseum, I mean it really is just brought to the forefront it really is and 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 I was just flabbergasted. I was in awe. I was just very, very, I felt very blessed to be there again. We went out that night again. Um, Wasn't really feeling in a dancing mood, but kind of got there with the help of the people around me. We went to the Vatican the next day, and that was a really hard time for me too. As a former Catholic, I knew that high school me would have probably been so excited to be there and probably would have just been just in awe and fascination and I still was with you know the art that's in there and the architecture and all of the sculptures and everything like that but it was definitely a different perspective it was definitely bittersweet because of everything that I've gone through with my faith which I might discuss in a future podcast but it very very much was bittersweet we had the rest of the day to ourselves so we explored 
roam the streets. We went back to the Pantheon so that we could check it out inside. And I pretty much was like, I'm good. Kind of tired. <laughs> kind of want to go to bed. <laughs> so I did. I left early. We had dinner together, all of us. And then I had an early night again. We then took a little bit of a detour to Venice. We went to Padua, which is a region of Veneto, Italy, and had some very good gelato there. My friend Charlotte and I went shopping, and I found probably the best clothing store with the most affordable price. Um, it really was an amazing store. <laughs> I wanted to buy everything in there. When we got to the hostel, it was pretty late. We had dinner. I had a really good conversation with one of the girls. I hadn't roomed with her before, so this was a great opportunity for us to d talk. I felt like we had a lot of similarities in the way that we view things, and it was nice to talk about, you know, why did I go on this trip, and why did she go on this trip, and what were you trying to get out of it, and kind of hash out some difficulties that we had had along the way and I hope I was there for her in as much of a way as she was for me because that conversa conversation really did help me helped me say no for probably the first time on that trip and it's one of those very rare occasions very much a, yeah, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, and never really saving time for myself or what I want, and I mean, that just goes back to childhood, like, just trying to please everyone, and so it was really nice to kind of have been given the confidence to say no and have an early night, and when we went to Venice the next morning, I was so happy I did that because if I had drank, I would have been so sick on the boat ride to Venice. It would not have been pretty. Um, Venice was stunning. We, Venice was probably my favorite place that we visited. And I really liked it because I had the whole morning area with a couple of my friends. We walked around. We saw some really cool shops. We went into this beautiful beautiful museum for the artist and collector Fortney and just the amount of portraits that he did of his wife almost brought me to tears I was like I want to live like that you know and just all the things that he collected and all the things that he drew and all like he was just a very multifaceted man if an I mean, it was just stunning. It was, it was a really, really cool museum, and I'm really glad that we, you know, kind of just stumbled into it uh, during our walk. We went to get pizza, and then I went off on my own. I went to the Contemporary Museum, which was good. It's not my cup of tea. It wasn't as impactful as the Fortney uh, Museum was to me. But it was still very good. There was some very, very cool pieces in there. And I had a great time trying to locate it. It is just... Maps don't work in Venice, okay? Google Maps, Apple Maps don't work in Venice. So you really need to get insight from the people who work there or live there. And so I talked to a good amount of people. All of them were very, very kind. 
asked me where I was from, asked me how I was enjoying myself and what I wanted to get out of this trip. It was very, very personal um, for such a short conversation, but it was lovely. And I just felt so happy with how it turned out. We had a gondola ride and then we went to uh, the island of Dorado. Let me make sure I say that correctly. Dorado and it is so cool the buildings are beautiful 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 what is this hold on sorry I mispronounced that Christine so scratch all of that after the gondola ride, we went to Burano, which is one of the neighboring islands, and it has all these really pretty multicolored houses, and had the really good dinner, got super wine drunk. Like, I have not seen all of us get that wine drunk before that night, and it was fantastic. Everyone was feeling really, really good. We took another really nice group family photo and on the way back had a good couple of drinks, played some Uno, you know, just had a good time. Oh, I also, I was so tipsy. I lost my phone when we walked into the hostel. I didn't even realize this. I just dropped it and some woman picked it up. And was like, I think this is from your group and handed it to my tour manager. And he like sent a photo out in the WhatsApp group being like, whoever's phone this is, like, come get it. And my best friend that I made on the trip was like, I think that's Chris's phone. Confirmed it with me, went down, got it and spammed my phone with photos. So that's awesome. I love that I've kept all of them. (laughs) I don't think they know that, but... Um, I had to. I had to keep all the photos. We then left, went to Innsbruck, was so pretty. You just have river, multicolor houses, mountains covered with snow in the background. It was stunning. And the way to Innsbruck, it was also beautiful. You're just through the trees and through the hills of Austria you really feel like you are in the sound of music. You really do. So we ended up in Hopfgarden. Again, Kentucky owns the hostel that we stayed at. And that was really cool too. We got to meet another Kentucky group who were really, really cool people for the most part. And they had these like marker, like neon marker pens to like write on your body. And so... I mean, people just got creative with it. It was it was really, really fun. People just ended up being fully in, like, green and pink and blue by the end of the night. It was a really cool time. Really, really cool time. 
The sad thing is that the next morning, because of weather conditions, paragliding was canceled, and that was something I was really looking forward to. It was something outside of my comfort zone, and I was bummed. I was bummed, as I, you know, as I should be, and I hope that I will get another chance sometime to do that. Wouldn't it want to do it in Arizona, to be quite honest? I would like to do it in, like, a woodsy kind of area, but that's just a personal preference. We did have a great lunch. I got to know um, a bit of the group more and just got closer with the people around me. We went to the Dachau concentration camp, which is the first one, you know, they made during the Holocaust. And, you know, growing up in the American school system, you you learn about it, right? You, You dedicate a couple of years of history lessons to learning about the Holocaust and World War II and stuff like that. But stepping on the grounds, like, I will never get the sound of the rocks under my feet moving. I will never get that out of my mind. Never. They had it set up where there were actual photos that they had taken from certain angles. They placed it in that angle so you could see people, basically. You could look forward and you saw what was in that photo. And when you go to a place like that, It hits you really hard, um, and it made me feel kind of silly for all of the insecurities I felt in Italy, because, like, what was the point of it, you know? I'm alive, I'm here doing this amazing trip, there's more important things in life, and I really held on to that for for the rest of, of the trip. We got to Munich, had some lunch there, and a friend and I, we went and tasted a bunch of cheeses, tried a different a different couple of pubs, and then had a chill night in our hostel with some wine, with some beer from some, for some other people, and Uno, and a drinking game. It was a good, it was a good end to that day. Munich has a very creepy vibe. It's very much, you feel like you're in a Frankenstein movie or you're like in a vampire movie. And the gloomy day did not help with that at all. But it was still a fun time. (laughs) It was still very good. We then got back on the coach and we went to Switzerland, the Swiss Alps. It, this was the place I was looking forward to the most, and it did not disappoint. It was stunning. You're basically, like, just in this bowl, like, picture bowl, and instead of, like, the rims of the bowl, it's just mountains around you, and it's just this little tiny town inside of these mountains that are covered with trees, the higher up you get, covered with snow, there's waterfalls coming down on either side, and it's breathtaking. It is beautiful. When we got there, it was snowing, 
and that was really fun because um, some of the people on the trip had never seen snow before and I mean this was only my second time so I really enjoyed seeing it as well and it was a good time it was a really really good time we had a good night kind of weird kind of weird there was a there was a bar in the hostel that bartender lovely lady but also very extreme with her games and um yeah it was just a very interesting interesting night drinks were drank memories were made truths were told dares were done and sleep not so much (laughs) the next day we had our hour tram ride up to the top of Europe. It's uh, called Jungfrau Mountain. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, just like everything else in this video or in this podcast, but whatever. But yes, we went up to the top of Europe, the highest point, and it was fucking fantastic. Pardon my language, but the way that they set it up was so good just they have this visitor center at the top that's huge different restaurants different places to eat they had a chocolate you know like store and they had a full display that was basically I felt like I was in Disneyland with the music that they were playing it was very encouraging and then there was escalators that like kind of helped you go to the top and when we were at the top we had a great time. It was cold. (laughs) Not lying. It was cold, but it was totally worth it. It was so pretty up there, just like looking around, seeing everything. You literally feel like you're on the top of the world, and I was so glad that I had done it. A lot of people went to do the canyon swing, but I chose not to. So I just toured around the city that we were staying in, or the little town that we were staying in, and that was beautiful. Had some hot chocolate, caught up with a couple of my friends. We walked back, and once we had dinner, the second group that had done the canyon swing, because they were separated in two groups, they came back pretty, pretty late, and you could tell that they were in, like, a bad mood just because of how long it had taken and so I went with my friend Cam and we went to just like a little neighborhood park and tried to brighten up their mood and all that kind of stuff it was really fun and got to connect with them on a deeper level as well that night wasn't planning on drinking drank the most that I had the whole trip I got so drunk, I blacked out for four hours. That has never happened to me. When I've blacked out in the past, I can remember bits and pieces. I come to every once in a while. So this was really scary when I woke up. I was in my friend's shirt. I had made it back to my bed, which was the top bunk. Um, My friend was like wondering how I was. I found out she had slept at my feet. She had car- She and um, our other friend, Mitch, had carried me out of the bathroom after finding me there. Just passed out. After a long struggle with me. They said I was like a rag doll, which is um, 
I've confirmed it with some of my other friends that I've been drunk around, and that's very on on brand, on point to what they've experienced. So, at least I'm consistent, I guess. Um, I was a little embarrassed, and I really haven't drank that much since that night, I will say. I've been pretty controlled since then. I bumped my head. I, I, I just, I don't know what I did that night. I really don't. Um, I just know that, like, what my friend told me, and I didn't want that to happen again. So, I felt very embarrassed, but I'm glad that they were with me to take care of me because, I mean, that's just, like, stand-up, A-plus human beings, angels of human beings, and they didn't have to do all of that. But they did that out of the kindness of their heart. And, and I hope they know that I would do the absolute same for them if it was them in that situation. The next day, we did a quick pit stop in Heidelberg, which was so cool. You get to see a little palace. I say little. It's massive. Massive palace. Tilly and I wanted to just separate from the group and talk amongst ourselves about what we had been experiencing the past at this point two and a half weeks so we went off on our own got some tea and spilled some tea (laughs) take that as you will continue on to the Rhine Valley we had a beer stein kind of demonstration on how they create them and everything like that it was super cool that's a lot of work to put into one drinking glass in my opinion I'm like of course they're very expensive and I didn't trust myself to buy one I honestly like that's something that I can do when I'm a little bit older I have a little bit more money and I am less clumsy of a person that was not the day that was not the day and then we had a wine tasting after dinner and it was amazing I the only thing I will say is that there, it, it was very obvious that there were two different kinds of people in the group, and I wish that they had separated us, where one group really just wanted to drink the wine, just have a good time, and one group really wanted to listen to the videos, listen to what the guy had to say, and really experience this wine tasting in, in all of its, you know, glory. <laughs> Um, and I do wish that they had separated us because I think it caused problems for both sides and it made things kind of irritating, but the wine was fantastic. It was very good. I did learn some things, so I'm not too mad, but I definitely wish I had heard more of what was said, um, without the interruptions that were made. The next night, we, or the next day, we headed to Amsterdam. We did a little, or I guess most of the group did a bike tour. I did not go. Um, And then afterwards, we did a cheese factory tour. And it was the same company that I had tried the cheeses in in Munich. So I was really, really excited to have more of their cheeses. And got to try some of their chocolates too. I got some honey mustard from them. It was sick. It was a good time. 
I really enjoyed that place and I, I really do miss it. Um, I mean, like, who doesn't like trying free cheese? Who doesn't like trying free cheese? I will. I mean, if you're lactose intolerant, okay, fine. But otherwise, who doesn't like free cheese? So we went, got ready for night out on the town in Amsterdam. All of us were excited because most of us wanted to go to the red light district. And before then, we did a swing off of the side of a tall-ass building, something I did not think I would ever do, but I did it, and so glad I did. Great views. It was a great time. I'm glad that I did it with Cam. Cam is great. Just, like, such a lovely person. The next day, uh, oh, why am I just skipping to the next day and not talking about the red light district? Jesus. The red light district in Amsterdam was nuts was nuts I got a lap dance the lady was like you look scared and I was like I'm just I don't want to do anything inappropriate I respect you you do what you need to do I am enjoying myself (laughs) after the lap dance my friend Mitch came over to me and was like I have never seen you smiling so in your life I was like yeah it was a fantastic time (laughs) it was a great great time we then went to a sex show after that wild I mean yes we we've grown up in the age where porn is literally like on our phones like you could just type into your browser and it's right there like in your hands it's so readily accessible It, it like it's so easy right and there's so much on the internet there's so much it's honestly concerning so some people were like oh I I was expecting a little bit more from this show and whatever and I kind of had to remind them like hey we grew up in an age where like this is that's the norm but you have to remember that there are two people on a spinning mattress literally having sex right in front of you in front of a whole group of people that they know and can see are watching them it's way different than like filming a video and like posting it on the internet it's a way different vibe takes takes a lot of guts you know and so after explaining that to them it was like ah like things clicked it was good it was nice to see but i was it was wild wild ended up with some really good Thai food at the end of the night (laughs) I was like oh maybe I'll go out to a club and then I just got tired so I just went home um the next day we just got the day to explore Amsterdam so I first went to the Anne Frank house that was really hard hitting um we walked to the bench from the fault in our stars big moment there (laughs) um a couple of us went to this torture museum which was honestly very educational and very well put together but also terrifying like they had all the contraptions there and then they had pictures on how they were used and then they had a description on what the crimes would be that would elicit that sort of of torture method and it it's crazy and at the end of it all they're like 
you know, these seem extreme, but think about like what's being done today and in wars and stuff like that. Are we really that different? And I was just like, oh my God, you can't just end this. It took the whole rest of the day to feel normal after that. And I, I asked the other two that I went with and they felt the same. So I was like, I'm glad I'm not alone. Glad I'm not alone because that was a lot. That was quite a bit of information that I didn't know. That I didn't know. <laughs> it's just a lot. A lot to digest. Then went to the outside of the Rijksmuseum. Of course, it's, you know, totally booked. And so I just wanted to see the outside of it. Got to see some performers playing in there. And then I went and got tattooed. Got two new tattoos. I got Menace on my ankle because that's just what I and my friend Tilly were the whole trip. <laughs> Especially for our tour manager, our dear, our dear tour manager. Oh my god. Had to put up with so much of our shit. Um, and then I got a buffalo on my arm for the game. And that was just to remember all of the, the good times that that trip brought. We had a really good dinner at Amsterdam Central Station. Um, we took a canal over to the karaoke bar. We had bottles of wine, kept singing. You know, someone would start one song and then we would just sing the rest of it. And then it would be quiet for two seconds and then someone else would sing a song. <laughs> In the middle of this, we're all drinking. So we get to the karaoke bar and there's free drinks ready for us. Our tour manager is the best, but also set us up. <laughs> he set us up. Um, but it was a good time. It was a really, really good time. And people had such a fun night with karaoke. And the night ended weird in the nightclub. And maybe I'll talk about that on a different episode. But things were said. Things that should not have been said on the last day put like a really bad taste in your mouth and you're just kind of like, what the whole, what was the whole trip for? Like if you're just going to ruin all the friendships that you made in that last minute that you see people, not even minute, 30 seconds. So that was a lot. That was a lot. We took the coach back to the shores in France, took the ferry over to Dover, and took the coach back to London, and that was a whole day of travel that next day. We said our goodbyes to a lot of the people, which was very emotional. Um, I didn't, it didn't really hit then for me because I still had like an extra two days so I was like oh bye like it, it just didn't hit because I wasn't I don't know I was like I'm gonna see you guys tonight getting drunk at the pub or I'm gonna see you guys tomorrow when we're like touring the city and all that kind of stuff so it didn't really hit um the next day I toured London and had the best time just like being by myself in the first part of the day and then being with my friends in the second part and those goodbyes were really really hard um after dinner it, it I I definitely cried 
a lot and it was tough to pack and just kind of prepare myself for the 10-hour flight that I had home but I was greeted by my friends surprising me with signs and Taco Bell when I got home so it was very lovely it was a very lovely end to the trip Again, all of this was possible through this company, Kentucky, and I really can't sing their praises more. I really want to go on another trip with them soon. I just gotta save money. Like, all things, everything costs money, but it is, like, a pretty decent price for everything that I was able to do. I was able to see so much. And I didn't have to worry about putting things together and organizing my trip and everything like that. Like, I just got to go there and have things already planned for me. And I made some really good friends. Like, a couple of them I know are going to be lifelong. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And that's amazing to say after knowing someone for three weeks. Um... But it's the truth. Like, I, I just dearly love them um, with, with my whole being. This trip brought out the best and the worst of me. I felt the most confident and the most self-conscious. I felt so loved, yet so much self-hatred that it reflected as hatred from others I saw so many beautiful things but it was also really hit hard by the more emotional destinations and by the end of the trip there's a couple of photos of me that my friend took from the London Eye and I'm just cheesing like a fool and I really like those photos of me even though they're not the most attractive and I will never post them (laughs) but they're a good reminder of that feeling that I had when being with these people and seeing these places and just It's really hard not to get emotional while talking about this, damn. Um, But yeah, I mean, I just feel like I learned so much, not only about these beautiful places and wanting to travel more and everything like that, but just about myself. And I gained a lot of wisdom about how I go about things and got some great advice from all of these people and just I mean at the end of the day it was a great trip not only because of the places but because of the people the people really made this trip worthwhile and you know some people you just don't mesh with and that's totally fine But most of the people were lovely, and again, a few of them, like, I can't imagine not having them in my life from this point on. (laughs) 
Like, there's no way. There's no way. And they know who they are. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the end of my European escapade diaries. I highly suggest going onto the Kentucky website and looking for yourself for a trip to go on because it was just so much fun and meeting new people and seeing new places. It was just cool. It was just cool. And they have so many different types of trips. Like, you don't have to, like, run all all over, a like, a continent like I did. You can stay in one country and enjoy it. But, um... Yeah, this is this was like a once in a lifetime trip for me and I'm just so grateful that I am at the place of my life where I had the financial means to do it and I had the support of friends and family to go for it and support for my job too. Like I'm just I'm very very happy with how things turned out and I I can't wait to see how this influences my perception of things and how I go about my life in the future. World better watch out because I've got some opinions now and I'm not I'm not afraid to speak them and say no and stuff like that. Like I feel like I finally have my voice and I'm ready to use it. So all good things. All good things. If you enjoyed this podcast, please, please follow us on Spotify or we're now on Apple Podcasts, so you can do it there as well. Rate the podcast five stars, please. <laughs> and follow us on Making Me Podcast uh, on Instagram. It's a fun time over there. Do some Q&A, sometimes ask for your opinions on topics that we'll discuss. So highly recommend. And that's that's it I'm gonna end it there so I love you all I'm so excited to be back I'm really excited for some of the topics that I have planned to discuss and I just hope you all have a great rest of your week take care of yourself take care of one another okay I'm ending it here bye